Blog Talk Radio. And I Hope for HD Live is brought to you by Hope for HD International and is made possible by an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I am your host, Katie Jackson, and today our guest is Melissa Dilly. Melissa Dilly, but I think her last name now is Ryan, has been a member of the Huntington's Disease Society of America, HDSA National Youth Alliance, since attending her first convention in 2013. From that point, Melissa volunteered to serve on the NYA board for six years. Her mother had HD and was symptomatic her entire life until she passed away in 2008. A few years later, Melissa tested gene negative at 24 years old. That led her to reaching out to the um, Ohio HDSA chapter, and since she has continued to be heavily involved in the community by providing support to youth and parents affected by HD. She recently completed her first marathon by running for the HDSA team at the Chicago Marathon um, on October in October of 2019. So I'm going to bring her in the show. Hopefully we can connect here. Let me see. It's pulling her in. Hi, Melissa. Are you there? Yeah. Hi, Katie. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Yep. You sound great. So let's, uh, let's jump into the show right away. And uh, thank you for coming on with us, first of all. And thank you for all that you have done for so many years. Um, I am always so uh, having three children at risk, myself and my husband just passing away from HD, um, and my ch- my young children having to, to watch their father uh, live with HD and and all he had to go through, I'm always very, um, these shows really touch me, and I learned so much being a mother, um, having children at, at risk. So thank you so much for coming on the show and, and talking to us today um, about, about your story. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so let's start out and talk about how um, you've tested negative for HD. So tell us, if you could tell us a little bit about your testing process. Um, so for my testing process, I kind of went into it just knowing that I had HD. Um, like mm. we said in intro, my mom was symptomatic my entire life. So I think growing up, I sort of mimicked a lot of her behaviors and just knew that I was just like her in every single way. And to this day, everyone tells me I'm identical to my mom, like mind, body, and soul. Um, so it was kind of like a, well, why wouldn't I have HD if I'm just like her? And I looked into testing when I was around just before I turned 20. And at that time, it was expensive. I didn't have insurance. I waited. And for me, it was a matter of not like testing wasn't a, oh, when am I going to test? And, you know, it was just a matter of, you know, whenever it was convenient, I was going to test and get confirmation of 
my gene positive result because I knew I had it. Um, So testing wasn't really, I never went into it thinking I had a 50-50 chance. Um, So just before my 24th birthday, um, I was able to get tested. And, you know, even though I met with a psychologist and they mentioned, oh, well, you know, you could be negative and then you could have survivor's guilt. It was kind of in one ear and not the other because I already knew what my result was going to be. So I scheduled an appointment to get my results read and my brother and my sister were going to go with me. And my genetic counselor called me about a week before the appointment saying that she had an early birthday Christmas gift for me. And so I called her back and um, she said that the gift was that I was gene negative. Um, one, it was just very difficult to hear over the phone because um, I definitely didn't expect to hear that. And so when she told me, I kind of collapsed where I stood and I was crying and Um, I remember driving home and I think that was the first time I ever briefly felt a sense of relief of the, Ooh, okay. I'm negative. I don't have it. Um, but that was quickly followed by all of the kind of guilt and grief of realizing like, well, shoot, like the rest of my family, most of my family is gene positive or in early symptoms. And I felt like, okay, now I feel like I'm the only one who, who isn't. Right, right. And then, um, so you, so also, I'm curious, do you think that it would have been um, a, like a better, would have been better if you had your siblings there with you um, and you were sitting with your siblings? Or do you think the way it happened was the right way it should have happened? Yeah, it's interesting because you know, I wasn't really educated. I wasn't involved in the community at all until after I tested. So I think mm. I might have decided to do it differently had I um, been involved and learned about the testing process and heard other people's experiences. Um, but I think I think I still needed the results in person. Um, and I don't think that um, it would have necessarily been a bad thing if my siblings were with me. Um, and I won't reveal their gene status or anything, um, but mm-hmm. um, I know that that can be like a complicated feeling, obviously, you know, with having siblings. Um, but sure, yeah, yeah. But for them, like their testing mm-hmm. process wasn't like close to when I tested, so I think that you know, they, if they had tested or not at that time, they would have like there was enough space for each of us to kind of deal with our own results. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any advice for, for people who have, who have tested negative? Um, I think that my number one advice for anyone, like just prior to testing in general, is to be educated, um, be educated about mm-hmm. the process mm-hmm. and know how you want to have your results. Um, you know, if I had been more educated, I probably would have advocated for not wanting to have my results right over the phone. Um, I have a couple mm-hmm. friends in the community who are kind of going through the testing process and just not feeling comfortable with the place they're at. And I told them, I said, well, you can go somewhere else, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it's important to just feel comfortable and safe when you're ready to get your results. And um, for me, you know, I've spoken about testing gene negative and we'll talk about survivor's guilt. Um, I've done some sessions at the Huntington's convention and, I remember at one point an NYA member came up to me and they said, wow, I 
didn't realize all those feelings could come with that side of the coin. So just based mm-hmm. on that, I think mm-hmm. it's really valuable to be able to talk to other people and get different experiences. Um, and then post-testing, you know, whether you test negative or positive, I think number one is just taking care of you. And um, I know a lot of people who have come up with good ideas about planning, you know, trips or activities or staycations or whatever they need, like directly after the results. So you have time to kind of sit with those and process it. Um, But also knowing that, you know, processing those few days of feelings isn't, isn't it. You're not done dealing with (laughs) the results. Um, They're kind of a lifelong process and, the feelings kind of come and go in waves and it's important to just not fight the current to kind of go through it. And that way you can kind of resurface. Um, right. And testing, and testing negative is just like a complicated thing to talk about because for me, I've always felt like I'm not allowed to because it's not like I'm gene positive, so I should shut up. <laughs> so it's a weird, mm. um, it's a weird thing to talk about because it's also like, you know, I don't want to bring attention to it. It's not about me. It's about, you know, everyone who has HD. Um, but I think one of the most important things I learned is that even though I'm gene negative, it doesn't lessen the impact of HD on my life. And mm-hmm. um, sure. one of my good friends, Marianne Emmerich, who I served on the NYA board with, um, we've talked a lot about testing gene negative at convention and hosting sessions. But the first time we ever talked about it, we were in D.C., like shoveling snow outside of the Hill House and um, just crying about how guilty we felt about testing gene negative and how guilty we felt for even talking about how guilty we felt for testing gene negative. So um, but I think it's important. I think just one of the first steps of coping in general is acknowledging, um, acknowledging it, acknowledging the feelings. And I think through conversation, being able to kind of identify and describe the feelings has been a really important process for me. So I think that would be a really important process for anyone. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, I'm actually going to, I may, if if it's okay with you, I may kind of um, reshape the show because I'm, I'm listening to the show and, and I think that survivor's guilt is like, I think some, I think the word is used so often, right? And no one really mm-hmm. talks about like what that means. And, um, and I think that that's like a show in it. And I know that you're a seasoned speaker on survivor's guilt. So the show is actually is is shorter um, when it's live streamed. So I'm wondering if I'm going to if I can wrap up in the next couple minutes talking about your marathon running and if we can maybe call back in because that'll give me more time if you're willing to talk like for like a little bit longer 15 minutes or so on survivor's guilt and things that you've talked about in the past. I don't know if you're willing to do that. I'm putting you on the spot on yeah. air, <laughs> which is always like no, the worst would, place to be. Yeah. No, I would, I would love to do that. Clearly I'm a talker and I could talk forever about the subject. So, <laughs> so that's, that's perfect. So I'm going to wrap up in the next couple of minutes, a couple of shows. And then if we could actually call back in and, um, and then that way we have more time to talk about survivor's guilt. Cause that is something we don't get to talk about a lot. And I would like, I would like to not try to rush that. Um, yeah. but let, let's just go. So you start, so you just, um, ran a marathon that is impressive yeah. in itself. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but especially for a purpose, I bet it's very cool. 
Yeah, it was definitely um, just on top of the already like physical and mental demands of training for a marathon. I'm by no means a natural runner. I, my first 5k, I trained for three years for it. So um, I'm definitely not a natural at all. Um, so training was very difficult, but then I, I dedicated each of my miles to someone within the HD community that's had an impact on my life. So it definitely brought a whole new emotional layer to it. Um, and I pretty much cried running the entire time, not to make, I mean, marathon running is, is awesome and rewarding. Um, but for me, it was very emotional and very challenging to get through, um, but, yeah. you know, each mile I just thought about how, you know, every person out there who's affected by HD, it's not even an ounce of the struggles they go through in their day-to-day life. So that's really what pushed me to finish it, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. It's awesome. It's a huge, a huge thing. But definitely, how, how cool, though, to... Um, to have an awareness, right, at the marathon alone about HD, um, not only for it to be completed, but an awareness is, is huge. Um, and then, um, so I think what I'm going to do, because a lot of my questions that I had for you in the show have to do with Survivor's Guilt. So if you're willing, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop the show um, right now, and I want, if we can, that way we have more time, um, if I can steal you for about another 15 or 20 minutes then have you call back in um, so we can do a show about survivor's guilt um, because I think so many people in our community um, need th- need to talk about survivor's guilt. So um, if I can get you, so I'm going to wrap this show up and we will play these together. Um, so for our listeners that are listening, um, you're going to be able to click right underneath on archive to be able to hear this show about um, survivor's guilt with Melissa. So, um, Melissa, if I could talk, get you back in a couple minutes, and um, and I will restart a Survivor's Goat show so we have a little bit more time. So, um, you guys stay tuned uh, for the Survivor's Goat show as well. Okay, Thanks. Melissa, I will, I will talk to you soon. Okay. Great. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.